The following podcast on the WDKX Podcast Network is provided by Vision Automotive. We are 1039 WDKX, is number one station for RB hip hop and throwback. Uh, you need to check on your health at all times. Here to talk a little bit about that, courtesy of the University of Rochester, Sean Nelms. Good morning, sir. Dr. Sean Nelms, how are you today, good sir? Good morning, WDKX family. Uh, good to have you here. We've had some very healthy conversations. We all know what's going on in the month of October. Got to take care of our health. Man, all day, every day. And today's guest is Dr. Calvin Cole. Dr. Cole is assistant professor um, at the University of Rochester in the Department of Surgery. Um, but he is also uh, selfishly one of my really good friends and my fraternity brother, Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated. Blue five. And more importantly, he has been the person who has helped me get my physical life together. Mm. And I'll talk about that a little bit later. But it's always good to have people in our community um, that understand uh, our bodies, understand how we function, and can give us real, um, raw, and uncut advice on how to keep ourselves healthy and, uh, and around for a long time to celebrate our lives with our kids and our grandkids and in our community. So uh, welcome, Dr. Cole. Good morning, Dr. Cole. How are you? I'm doing well. Man, we had some great conversations off air, boy. I tell you that right now. It was, a good, it was good talking to you and discussing some of the health issues that are going on in the Rochester community. So what, is your, what has your research really been on recently? So uh, it, that's kind of, that's a great question because, um, you know, being a person who looks like me, mm. you have to be very versatile yeah. to get to these environments, right? So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I yes. can't be a one-trick pony. Yeah, right? that's right. That's so right. I'm here talking about community health, but my, my, my research actually focuses on cancer. I'm a cancer researcher. Mm-hmm. I try to understand uh, interventions that can treat pancreatic cancer. I also research toxicities like muscle wasting mm-hmm. that are a result of a cancer diagnosis. In addition to that, I've actually worked with uh, closely with Dr. Nams when he was at East High School working uh, with our adolescents to try to understand how exercise and, and nutrition, changing behavioral, um, uh, do, uh, uh, how behavioral modifications could actually uh, improve social determinants of health. So it's, you know, it's a mixed bag for me, but everything that I do is in the vein of improving the health of our community. Well, uh, I know cancer is a a topic you'll hear a lot, especially in the month of October when it comes to breast cancer. But there are other forms of cancer, lung cancer, pancreatic cancer you talked about before. Uh, There's so many different leukemia, so many different things that people are dealing with. The one thing I've noticed with people who have fought it and uh, survived uh, is uh, they they start taking on a brand new way of nutrition and care for themselves. Um, where do you start with that? If you if you've been detected, if you've gone in, they said okay, you've got sort of these stages, and it looks like we're in stage one. What do you do when you get that information, and how do you change your whole lifestyle? Because some of us have been eating and not active for a very long time. The first thing you have to do is is talk with your oncologist, mm. right? And and especially at the University of um, University of Rochester, we have uh, uh, cancer dietitians mm-hmm. that are on staff to help individuals eat appropriately uh, once they've been diagnosed with cancer. We also have exercise phys- clinical exercise physiologists who specialize in increasing physical activity or exercise in patients who have been diagnosed with cancer. So you actually have to utilize the resources that are available to you from your oncologist and 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 be willing to change what you believe. Hmm. Where do they go? Um, where does someone go that's maybe dealing with this, maybe as a family member dealing with this? I want to make sure they come to you because early detection, everything I've heard, mm-hmm. Dr. Nelms, is early detection is the best. 
Find out what's going on with you and your body now Mm -hmm. so you can get to it as early as possible. Don't wait. Don't ignore some signs. Don't, uh, is my headache or this or that? I'm going through this. Start If you start seeing some signs, we'll go over those in a minute. And then uh, what do I do? Where do I go? Well, I'm going to say this. Um, If you're symptomatic, Mm -hmm. it's probably too late. Mm. Right? So that's why early screening, early intervention is so vital. Right? You have to go in and get, you know, I go in once a year and get a physical. Get my blood work up. If my my white blood cell uh, cell count is high, then we know that there's some my body is fighting something, and we can dig further, right? And that's when we start going into CT scans and things like that that could actually focus on where the cancer might be. So we, you know, that that blood work, getting that blood work done is vital. Okay, is vital. Yeah. So th- let's not wait until we feel in a symptom, mm-hmm. right? That's usually what we do, though. Yeah, that is, yeah. is usually. But you do. just said something very important. And I mean, it just hit me like, wow, if you start to experience symptoms, it may be too late. Yeah. But the only way to know that is to go to the doctor. Exactly. Okay. So, so just think about your car. We take our car in for a yearly. Uh, if you have a, I pay a note. I'm not Dr. Dales. I don't make that kind of money. No, 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 no. You would so, oh, no, no, no. do right? Don't worry, don't worry, do, don't worry, Dr. Cole. We in the same boat. <laughs> okay, all right. So don't worry about that. I'm with Dr. No. I'm paying myself. So, so when my service light comes on, I take it in. It might be a tire rotation. It mm-hmm. might be an oil change. Mm-hmm. But guess what? If I get in. And I push that push the start button and it don't start. Yeah. It's too late. Yeah. That could have been discovered if I had been taking the car in for its regular checkups. Mm-hmm. Why don't you think the same about your body? Yeah. Same thing. Well, there is a concern and a fear. And I want to get into it since we're all the way in about having to go see a doctor, mm. literally walk through the door. I'm not talking about blood work. I'm not talking about anything on college. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about going to see somebody. You said once a year. Mm-hmm. You say go see someone once a year, no matter the age. No matter. I, you know, I, I've been doing it. My mom died of cancer at 52. Mm. So I've been going since I was 30, mm-hmm. right? I, would, I think that everyone should be. And, and what we're finding now is that we are being diagnosed with cancer earlier and earlier. If you look at the young man from Black Panther, he, mm, yeah. I think he died of stage four colorectal cancer mm-hmm. uh, when he was, before he was 40, right? Yeah. Or, or early 40s? Yeah. Screening for colorectal cancer shouldn't start. Clinically, suggestion is like 45 or 50. Mm. That's when we should start being screened. He, he was already in stage four. That means he probably had that disease for in while. early 30s. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So what does that mean? My mom was diagnosed at 48. She was already in advanced stage at 48. Right? Mm. So I know that, you know, what the numbers say, but I also only what you said earlier. Said, you only got one life. You only got one life. That card c- clunks out. Is it? You can buy another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your body clunks out. So you have to use the knowledge that you have available to you to understand when you should start to go. I say start as early as possible. But I also want to get into the tradition of doing it. Last week we were talking a little bit about checking your eyes and taking mm-hmm. your kids to, with you to go check your eyes. You take your kids to a pediatrician, you should be taking yourself as the franchise of the family, same sort of thing. You should be going to see mm-hmm. a doctor. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about that. I want to get into a lot of different things, sort of preventative things, uh, people who are uh, dealing with it, or people who are just leading the unhealthy lifestyle. What does exercise look like? Because I think the first thing they're kind of like, well, I don't like lifting weights, and I don't mm-hmm. like running, and this, the, you know what I mean? So what does that all look like, and is it just a brisk walk? 
It, do you need a bike? Do you mm -hmm. need to join a gym? Do you need to go to a class? Is yoga, can that help? Can anything help uh, as far as people go? Because I want to keep people alive. You got to act now. Yes, sir. Got to act now. We are 1039 WDKX. Um, check your health. It's important to do so. Being brought to you by the University of Rochester. Dr. Calvin Cole is here. Dr. Sean Nelms is here. Thank you for bringing up these topics to the Rochester community. It's important. We talk about it every Thursday because we want to see some results and people going to and taking care of themselves. Absolutely. And I think it's important that we have honest conversations. This is, you know, I think, I think about, um, uh, how we often talk about health within our families. We kind of put it to the side. We talk over it. We talk through it. But this pause for this hour and to talk about real life situations that either will keep us here alive and healthy or have us with all type of medical conditions as we get older are critically important. Let me tell you, I, I mentioned Dr. Cole as being someone who's helped me through a situation. I was getting my yearly physical and my numbers were all over the place. Mm -hmm. And um, he was telling us, uh, me and a bunch of our fraternity brothers, you know, have you received your PSA? or your uh, pancreatic, um, I'm sorry, your prostate-specific antigen test. And I'm like, what is that? I just got my blood work. He goes, no, ask for the, your PSA test because it will help to determine if you have early stages of prostate cancer. Why this was important, because one of our really good friends was, was going through the process of, of his prostate cancer um, um, treatment. And, and for years, that individual was silent about it, didn't want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. He was embarrassed about it. But when he brought it out, all 20 guys in that room demanded the PSA test, and we reported out to the group what our PSA tests were. So we, so it's not only important to talk about health screening, but to have some people who are accountable um, with you, some accountability partners to make sure you're doing what you're supposed to do, that you're staying healthy, so we can kind of change what has historically been um, in the black community with high blood pressure and diabetes and prostate cancer. We can change that with early screening, early testing, but also knowing which questions to ask when you meet with your uh, physician. I'm going in the app right now. I, 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 you, I think I'm playing. I'm, I'm going in the app right now to leave a message. Hopefully it don't take more than five minutes to answer. Right. I, have a, I have a question for Dr. Cole. And and as Dr. Nouns was saying, you know, sometimes, you know, within our family, we have a history of high blood pressure, diabetes, cancer, so on, so on. So when I ask you, Dr. Cole, when it comes to cancer, if that's something that's genetically a thing that's been going on within your family, is there a way you can prevent that? So that, that's a great question. There is, you know, there are genetic components to things like cancer, diabetes, you know, cardiovascular disease, but there are also lifestyle components. Think about this. What else did your grandparents pass down to you in addition to genetics? Behaviors. Mm. Where did you learn, to, where did you learn to like the foods that you like? Where did you learn to cook the foods that you cook? Where did you learn to behave like you behave? So when, when there's kind of an overlap between a genetic predisposition mm -hmm. and then lifestyle predisposition, right? So if my grandmother cooked this, the bomb fried chicken, you know, and dumplings, mm -hmm. that's, that becomes the staple of what yeah, I freak. eat. So now how do we flesh that out? He said right? in moderation, though. Okay. He said in moderation. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. We were just talking about this earlier. This yeah, no, 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 no. But he did say moderation. <laughs> so, I heard that. So okay. how do we flesh that out, right? Mm -hmm. Because one, when, and I don't want to get too technical, but mm -hmm. we understand as scientists that you have genes in your body right now mm -hmm. that are not that does not express themselves. Mm -hmm. You will have them for the rest of your life, and they will never express themselves. Mm -hmm. Now, what genetics do you have in your body that actually express themselves as a result of a environmental stimuli, mm -hmm. what in your environment in your environment is causing that gene to express itself? Yeah. So idealistically, you could live with a, a gene for diabetes and really 
type two diabetes you is not really you know we we put a huge genetic component on that that's really a lifestyle mm-hmm. disease but there is a small genetic component yeah but if i'm eating healthy if i'm exercising how about how how much of that helps that gene to not be expressed mm-hmm. so i will not deny that there are genetic components and if you have a history of it you really need to be vigilant in terms of going to get these things checked out but then also understand what in my environment might contribute to the expression of these genes i'll tell you this I mean, so my daughter who's a physical uh trainer um she was home for a couple of weeks um and, and she was watching me eat and she said uh do you read your labels and I said, I said, what are you talking about? She goes, you know how much sugar you're intaking right now? And she sat down and, and looked at me. She was tracking me. Made me look at all the stuff that I ate, the lemonade, lemonade I was drinking. And said, you know how much sugar you're actually taking in? And I had no idea how much. You look at it over the course of a week, how much sugar I had within my system. I simply cut my lemonade out. I reduced the amount of sugar that's in my system. I increased the number of proteins. And I cut like 10 pounds in like two, two and a half, three weeks. And got lean quick. And it wasn't like I, it was no crazy diet. It wasn't a diet fad. It was behavior change. And it's and those things that I were drinking and foods I were eating, I don't miss. Yeah. I actually, when I smell them now, I'm like, I'm putting that grease in my system. Yeah. Like just a two weeks, three weeks, that's all it took for me to have behavior change. So, but think about this. Let's go back to the Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I grew up on Kool-Aid. As we all did. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I mean a a, a, a pound of sugar. Yeah, yeah. Unmeasured. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Un- I, I, I mean, yeah. like, I, you, it, to the taste. That's right. If it's not syrup, yeah. it's, it's not Kool-Aid. Not, yeah, yeah. Red was a flavor. So now just imagine yeah. as children we're doing that and we're running, we're outside all day burning that off. Mm-hmm. Now you're still consuming that same amount of sugar as a, as a sedentary. And what I mean by sedentary is you're not active at all mm-hmm. you're as a sedentary adult you're yeah. still you're drinking that kind of sugar what what's happening to it and you're not moving you're and not you're it's not, not it's not you're not drinking water to flush it out or anything like that no not flushing it out glucose is energy it's your brain's primary source of energy mm-hmm. let's talk about that mm-hmm. we we eat to live we should not live to, to eat. eat we have to understand why we eat mm-hmm. we eat for energy. Mm-hmm. Because if we don't eat, we can't get out of bed. We can't blink our eyes. We can't breathe. Mm-hmm. We need the, the energy stuff from food to just be alive. Yeah. But we've turned it into a pleasure. Mm. Right? So we're not eating to live anymore. We're yeah. not getting the vitamins and nutrients, the micro and the macro nutrients we're from food. Feel anymore. Oh, we're, yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. we're getting high. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, where, where can people go to, if they need services or they need help? University of Rochester. The University of Rochester is tremendous in the sense that they have the Center for Community Health and Prevention who has all types of community programs mm-hmm. that help to meet us where we are. Okay. To help us with these things in terms of that uh, they have a healthy living program. Uh, right now, they're they're teaming with the Wilmot Cancer Institute uh, to promote health and this health initiative, mm-hmm. in which they are actually providing evidence based health promotion and chronic disease prevention. I am a member of the Wilmot Cancer Institute myself, and I know how we are trying to. Because one thing that we we don't lend credence to is the the impact of dysregulated health on the healthcare system. Mm. Bad health puts a huge load on the healthcare system. Yeah. We need to reduce that and by going and, and, and participating in these communities. And what I mean by meeting you where you are, these community outreach programs say 
this is what you know. This is what we're going to teach you. Yeah. This is what you can't afford. This is what we're going to help you to gain access to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then how do you prevent what are, what preventative measures should you take based on the risk, your risk levels? So if individuals want to um, and, and this 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 is actually available to the community, uh, you can go to URMC rochester.edu slash community health. OK. And they you just have a, a plethora of things that are out there for the community and you have to uh, be willing to educate yourself. Hey, Kevin, can, you, can, you re- the, can you repeat that uh, website again? It's actually www.urmc.rochester.edu forward slash community dash health. And, and another thing that they also help with is this, this diabetes prevention. I mean, right now we're seeing the the numbers of individuals with diabetes, type two diabetes, skyrocket. So let me let me ask you a question: How do I work on that? All right. So the number of people first you have to go in. There's pre diabetic. There's diabetic. There's all the different levels to it. The first thing that they will they will tell you is I don't know what the first thing they're gonna say is, but one of the things is is that what are you eating? Are you taking care of yourself? Are you exercising? They might offer a medication. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but you know you know those three things are coming. Yes. What are you eating? Are you exercising and possibly medication? So everyday life and what you were talking about before as far as eating for energy can help you stay away from these sort of pitfalls here. Reducing your sugar intake. I mean, uh, Dr. Nelms just said that that's huge. I mean, we don't understand. You know, I found, I realized that tomato sauce Mm -hmm. has a ton of sugar in it. I mean, just read the labels. Yeah. Uh, do like Lexi says. Yeah, read yeah, the, yeah, labels the labels and you will see how much sugar you consume and you understand why there's so much glucose uh, glucose in your blood. Mm. Right. So it's not an insulin resistance thing. And insulin is what breaks down the sugar in your blood so mm. that your cells can take it up for energy. Mm-hmm. Right. But when you have so much sugar in your blood. You st- and, and you're starting to gain weight, you be- you become insulin insensitive. So mm-hmm. now your body isn't responding to the insulin and that glucose stays in your blood. Mm-hmm. So and you're you're compounding it by consuming more and more sugar because you don't know how much sugar you're consuming. So how, how do we how do we not consume so much sugar? First of all. Go ahead, go ahead, Doctor. No. Yeah, I just want to say, I want to repeat with that Center for Community Health and Prevention. The phone number, if you didn't, okay. if you didn't get the uh, yeah, website, yeah, let me get that. Let me get the it. phone number to contact a physician or a dietitian is 585-602-0720. 585-602-0720. And what's important about this is this location is right on Prince Street yeah. in the city of Rochester. So yeah. the actual location is within the city limits mm-hmm. and accessible by bus or by car. So or by walking if you live close in the neighborhood. So make sure that you. You, you take a look at that. Uh, Dr. Cole, before we go, I want to get back to what you were saying before about eating and the habits. and the and it, A lot of it is mental. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people will just say, I had a bad day today. I know where I'm going. I'm going to this spot. I'm going to that spot. I had a bad day today. Today, you know, I got some leftovers. Let me just have that. Um, how, how do you change the mentality? Is that just on an individual level? Or is that based, do, does somebody have to be kicked out of the chair to go? Uh, is it just a decision? Sometimes you 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 have a life decision that takes place, and you're just like, you know what? I got to change my course of life. So at the mental end of this, this is the physical gets you in the building, the University of Rochester. Mm-hmm. The physical gets you to go to the doctor's office, get the blood work, and it's all done. But now comes the real work, the mental level of it. How do you do it? 
that's that's the difficult component and it takes you know i I teach my daughters it takes discipline mm-hmm. what is discipline mm-hmm. discipline is doing what you know has to be done even when you don't feel like yep. it, right and then what we talked about earlier we have to understand that just because we a food has been labeled as bad doesn't mean you can't have it mm-hmm. if i eat one apple that doesn't make me healthy if i eat one hamburger that doesn't make me unhealthy mm. practicing everything in moderation mm. Even a good thing is a bad thing if you do it too much, right? So start to reward yourself, right? Yeah. If if I if I can go three days and eat healthy, maybe on the fourth day I have one cheat meal, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or if I if I if I and and the, and the worst thing that you can do if you're drinking ten sodas a a, a week mm-hmm. or a day, you can't stop cold turkey. Your your psychology, your your mind is not going to deal with that. Yeah. So incremental, sustainable changes. So maybe if I'm drinking five a day, I go, I break down to four a day, and I try that for a week, mm-hmm. and then I go to three a day, mm-hmm. and I try that for two weeks, and then I go to two a day, and and I incrementally cut down. And another thing, if you're smoking, drinking, eating bad, all you can't stop all of that at one time. One you got to work time. on one thing at a one time. time. Well, sustainable. That is the toughest thing in the world because you think about it, um, it, it's the same thing putting it on. It comes over time. Taking it off, whether it's weight, comes over time. Yes. So even if you want to lose 40 pounds, you can't. And even if you did, you definitely need to see a doctor. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and and uh, think about it. If it take you a year to put it on, it's probably going to take you a year and six months to two years to take it off. Wow. So, And that's another thing. People have been gaining this weight over the course of their entire life, and then they want to get on a plan that's going to be six weeks, and I'm going to get in a wedding dress. Mm-hmm. Doesn't work that way. No, no. But, but also, I mean, Calvin, you, you spoke this off, off the air. Um, uh, it's it's weight loss. Like your your pounds isn't the goal. No. To lose ten pounds is should not be the goal. To be healthier should be the goal, and then the weight loss comes as an as a result of exactly. that. Exactly. So sometimes we set weight goals, yeah. but we don't make healthy choices in that weight reduction. Okay. That, that's where you see these fad diet and these crash diets. And as soon as they get into the suit they want to be in, or whatever the case may be, the trip that's coming up, they slip. and they blow right back up. Yeah, because you haven't really changed behavior mm. um, long term. And so I think it's really important to make sure that your goal. Another thing I want to emphasize, I said earlier, is having accountability partners. And that doesn't mean that you have somebody who's in like, I can't be eating that burger again. That's not an accountability partner. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't guilt you into being healthy, but someone that you can just share your success with and your challenges with. Again. When my daughter Nia came home and she said, "Dad, you got to get it right this morning," I posted yeah. on my Facebook page too. I sent her the, my my five days of oatmeal that I have set up this morning. I yeah. just set it up, put yeah. it up, put it in the fridge my overnight oats to let her know that for the next five days, sweetheart, daddy's doing it right. Mm-hmm. And next week, I'll send her next five days. And that's kind of our accountability piece. Yeah. She'll send me videos of new exercises I should try to, so I'm stretching more. So having someone, doesn't have to be a healthcare professional, having someone that you love who's going to be a critical accountability partner, who's going to help you and support you when things are going great, but also be a gentle reminder when things aren't going so great. Um, it's critically important. Calvin's that person for me. It's my fraternity brothers are, are those people for me. Um, my daughter's that person for me. Accountability honestly, partner. Honestly, I don't want my, 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 my girlfriend to be my, my accountability partner. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't want her staring at me when I put a burger <laughs> in my mouth. I'm like, man, I can't even have this, this, this one bite, you know? Because cause I, want, <laughs> right? like, I don't want that. She's a physician. I don't yeah, want her yeah, judging me, you. right? No, yeah, yeah. So you got to pick the person that you can be vulnerable around and you don't feel like you're shamed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and they're going to also be, you know, they're, they're going to give you the hard truth also. And so that's critically important. Accountability partners are important. It, it is hard because if my wife's like, I'm having a bad day, I'm going to get this. I'm like, no! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that means I got to go down the hole. Uh, <laughs> right. and, 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 so, and sometimes there are days where I'm just like, all right, well, 
That's how you feel today. Yeah. You know, I, I get it. You know, we'll be back at the gym tomorrow, mm -hmm. but I got to go today. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to waste two years to try to get back the way I was in my mm -hmm. 20s. Well, and I mean, it's a, it, that's why I call them lifestyle behavior modifications, because it, you, it's let's stop thinking about doing things to, to reach a certain goal, mm -hmm. because what are you going to do when you reach that goal? Yeah. So if I wanted to lose 20 pounds, I'm going to do what it takes to lose 20 pounds. And then when I lose the 20 pounds, then what? Yeah. Am I going to go back to living? Because if I go back to living the way that I was before I lost the 20, I'm going to gain 40. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So sustainable, small sustainable changes, understanding that you're changing your lifestyle. First thing, the first discussion my wife and my daughter and I have on fr on Friday is what's for what we what are we eating for dinner? Yeah, because that's our cheat day. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we've been waiting all week. Don't nobody want to cook Friday night. <laughs> that's right. Not Sunday night. We ain't waiting for Sunday night. We waiting for Friday night. night. What are we cheating? Uh, WD Gags, the Wiggle Club. Telephone number again: five eight five six zero two zero seven two zero. I believe five eight five six zero two zero seven two zero. Uh, call that number if you need it. Text us six seven eight one zero three nine. Uh, Doctor Cole, it has been a very informative. Quick thirty minutes. Uh, people, you know, people don't know. Yeah, people don't know. Well, we started talking before thirty minutes. That's right. But, was, <laughs> but we had a great day today. Uh, thank you for the time this morning. I appreciate that and that information. I just want to add one more opportunity in the community because it's Jazzy T from WDKX. She does this hustle for health uh, classes, and we have them at East High School, and they're free every Saturday from one to two p.m. And it's the it's like line dancing uh, for fitness uh, one to two o'clock. Every Saturday from 1 to 2 is a partnership between Hustle for Health and University of Rochester in East High School. Um, you just bring your shoes. You bring your bottle of water. But please sign up at www.hustleforhealth.com. And again, our very own Jazzy T will be there instructing. It is a fun class. They do it over multiple weeks. It's a, it's a, it's a good introduction into physical exercise and health. Nice first step if you're mm -hmm. looking to take one. And can I plug one, one more community member? Go ahead. Uh, Karen Rogers at EE Pathways. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, she's been um, collaborating with researchers at the university to, to get out into the community and help individuals who have type 2 diabetes, mm -hmm. trying to lower those numbers. So uh, that's EE Pathways. Uh, her, uh, the number there is 585-445-8222. And the website is www.eepathways.us. And she actually, you know, in addition to providing fitness programs, mm -hmm. she also helps people understand how can I use things like Medicaid to actually pay for physical activity and gym memberships and things go. like that. Yeah. And then she also educates on, you know, how I can, you know, if I am pre-diabetic, how can I not become diabetic? I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned them because there is that sort of scapegoat. Well, I can't afford it. Right. I can't afford a gym. I can't. So I'm glad that there are people out there that can help yeah. individuals who feel as if they can't afford it. But now there's somebody that might be able to help mm -hmm. them be able to afford it. Yeah. We are 103.9 WDKX. All right, Doctor, now I'm just going to let you take over this half of the WDKX podcast. Dr. Cole, we received quite a few questions uh, on the air, and thank you for being our special guest uh, today. The first question is, could you repeat some of the local resources that we have to support uh, overall health? So we have the University of Rochester Medical Center Center for Community Health and Prevention. Uh, the the uh, website there is www.urmc.rochester.edu forward slash community dash health. The phone number there is 585-602-0720. Uh, 
Uh, and then a community partner, uh, someone who collaborates with us right now. We're actually submitting a grant together to try to reduce type 2 diabetes in the community. Uh, and, and she's going to be doing the heavy lifting in terms of getting out, recruiting individuals from the community uh, for the research, but also helping to implement uh, the exercise and the, and the nutrition, uh, tr nutritional interventions uh, that, that might help to and also to get individuals in to be get their screenings great, right great. Mm -hmm. uh Karen Rogers uh at EE Pathways her that phone the phone number there is 585 445 8222 uh and the website there is www.eepathways.us that's great that's great and just a reminder um that we also have our very own Jazzy T from WDKX she has uh, the Hustle for Health um, opportunity where every Saturday at, from 1 to 2 at East High School, she is having line dancing and fitness. Just bring your shoes, gym shoes, and some water. Um, we get as many people in there as we can on a Saturday morning to get moving. So uh, hit her up at www.hustleforhealth.com. Now, another question that came in um, and actually was also asked by DJ Site was, you know, we often don't know our own numbers. So where can we find information about um, the, the impacts of certain types of, of health screening on the black and brown community uh, specifically? One, my, my go-to is minorityhealth.hhs.gov. Uh, and, and there you can go to understand the statistics that plague minorities, whether it be uh, uh, black or brown, Latinx, individuals and, and and it could be a hard pill to swallow sometimes because it's comparative analyses against Caucasian Americans uh, but it's really eye-opening but there you can also find resources to help to heal these 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 wounds we also I also uh, the the one that I know for sure is going to give you accurate data and you can go to a lot of places I think somebody said earlier you know how do we know that we're getting the correct information. The Center for Disease Control okay. are going to give you the most up-to-date, accurate information. They're running these studies year-round on all, all populations. And you can go to www.cdc.gov to get information there as well. Great. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you, WDX fan, for tuning in. And we hope to um, hear you listening in and next week on every Thursday from 10 to 11 a.m. on WDKX. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this podcast on the WDKX Podcast Network. Provided by Vision Automotive.